Good morning. When we start sitting in the Zendo, which most of us aren't able to do now, but when we do, we bow as we enter the Zendo. Sometimes we bow to the Buddha when we cross the room, and then we bow to our cushion, to our seat, And then we turn and bow to all others that are sitting with us. And this bowing is very important. We're bowing to all beings who are with us, to all this experiencing that is our life and that is serving and supporting us. And I hope that you do some form of this in your home when you sit, Um, whether you have an altar that you bow to first, bow to your seat, and bow to all others, even if no one else is there, bow to the whole universe. See, Numberless beings is right here now. There are myriad beings in many realms and many forms, and there are many ways of perceiving and being in the universe. This is so for ourselves, for all sorts of humans that we encounter, and all sorts of others. There's myriad needs and behaviors, all sorts of karmic tendencies and habits that We might call personalities, we might call tendencies that of reacting. All is the way, both in terms of our life, so to speak, our personal life, but also the life of all around us. If we reflect on this for a few moments, we will see that we know this is so. We know this is so for ourself, and of course it varies from day to day, from time to time, but it, this is so as our experience of this life in the many ways and many capacities that we live. Beings perceive in many different ways and realms. Beings meaning we ourselves. Beings meaning other humans, but also all sorts of other beings, ants, bees, elephants, whales, swarming herring and solo eagles, hunting hyenas and lions, and grazing wildebeest and zebra, flocks of migrating geese and swans, butterflies moving across continents, an albatross who solo across the ocean. All of these beings are perceiving, sensing in many different ways and in many different realms. And similarly, this is true for humans migrating across continents, hunting over vast distances, invading and warring across oceans and mountains. We all do this. And now, of course, we do it in ways on the Internet, in other media, 
face-to-face. These days, not so much face-to-face, but still. And if we take this further, we know that there are beings on earth that see in all sorts of different ways. We know this is true that for humans, and we know this is true for other beings that see in wavelengths that we humans don't see, that who are active and respond in wavelengths, in gravity, sound frequency, and other realms that we humans don't see, don't hear, on time scales that we don't sense, responding to things that we don't even perceive. There are realms of chemical and biological and physical events that are vital to the behavior, to the life, to the interactions of myriad forms of beings in this world, right now as we live, in this very world that we share with them. And yet, even with scientific augmentation, we barely sense it, if at all, whether in terms of air currents, whether in terms of underground behavior and chemical reactions among tree roots and microrhizome filaments or insects. And it's the same with the ways that us humans have very different senses and respondings, and each of us for ourselves at different times so that our past manifests as this present moment in different particular combinations based on who I've thought about or what's coming up or what I remember or what I think about what they said to me. Plus, of course, it varies in terms of our abilities, sensitivities, and capacities, physical, mental, conceptual, musical, athletic, visual, so forth and so so that We all know this very well, and yet we forget this. We forget it when we are caught up in our judgments, because we forget that these myriad beings, including the millions and billions of humans and other beings all over the universe, all over this earth, All of us are perfect manifestations of this life that we are as this moment. See, perfect manifestations, despite the judgments we entangle in that cause us suffering. So even leaving aside humans, we include the ducklings that are hatching from eggs and the fox that comes to grab some of them to eat and to feed to its kits, the snake that is feeding on the chicks, the viruses and bacteria and the flora and fauna inside and outside of us, some of us, some of which we think assists us in being human, assists us in living and staying healthy, digesting food, function, in fact, they're vital, and some of which, as this COVID virus is showing us, sickens and kills us and results in all sorts of behavior. And yet, 
All of this is ours to call by the true name of what this is, what this life is, what is being intimate as this life, as this is. This is our practice task. It's our task to call by the true name even the Luda who's smashing in the store owner's head when she resists them looting her shop, the homeowner who shoots a rioter who is breaking in, the police who are tear-gassing people who are throwing rocks, firebombs at them, those who are throwing the rocks and firebombs, the soldiers who shoots a charging enemy, and the suicide bomber who blows herself and others up, killing and maiming. All of these, what's calling them, calling this as our true name, as their true name? See, all of this turmoil that sometimes arises for us is what is calling this being the true name of this? See, This is experiencing this universe as is, being this universe life we are as is, including reactive habits to arising passings of all sorts. These, even these habits that entangle and are harmful and suffering sometimes, this is manifesting the myriad beings we are. And yet, because we have a glimmer of being at peace, or we know quite well the consequences of reactive caught-upness, self-centered holding and entangling, there is this opportunity, it's our opportunity, of not holding to reactive habits about events and circumstances, about beings of all sorts, inside and outside. Experiencing is being this moment. If I say something more, we could call it letting the universe in or letting the universe out. Of course, There's no one to let in, no one to let out. There's no thing reacting. There is no one experiencing. There's just this experiencing intimacy that we always are. And that's why the sixth ancestor in the Platform Sutra says, sitting is not, quote, sitting is not giving rise to thought in regards to any objects. And objects is both physical and mental. Not being perturbed in experiencing our nature. Experiencing our nature is this universe life we are. Zen, quote, this is again from the sixth ancestor, Zen is freedom in the midst of characteristics, in the midst of circumstances, in the midst of events, judgments, etc., and, quote, internally free of confusions. And that includes being confusion when that's it. If one is not attached externally to characteristics, 
mind is not confused. Or, if we're attached, if I say that, then that's the opportunity to experience that attachment and yet be this experiencing in the midst of that attachment. Zazening, if we say it that way, is the opportunity and the invitation of responding this moment life, of compassionate being this moment life, which means experiencing, which is not inside, it's not outside, it's being this non-dual life we are. So we can be inside, we can be outside, we can be at peace in midst of the ongoing changing inside, outside, being at peace in the midst of what's impermanent and not the way we believe it should be. See, when experiencing zazening, then we discover if, when we are not at peace, right here is the reminder and opportunity of whatever the particular appropriate practice effort, whether labeling or whatever you see. And to see if we don't do this, that we end up creating, harming, suffering in an entangling mess. So, in a way, this is all what we talk about, what I talk about, what others talk about is an encouragement for our individual practice. So furthermore, as you all know, we're having a session, or maybe you don't know, if you don't know, there's going to be a short session Labor Day weekend, Friday night, the 4th of September, Saturday, and then Sunday all day, the 5th and the 6th, ending Sunday evening, as we did last time, Uh, about seven or eight, no, seven, uh, eight, fifteen, eight, whatever, central time. And for that session, um, I am going to essentially focus on, uh, not essentially, I'll focus on the essential teachings of Joko. And I have a some texts that I'm going to work with for during the talks Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then I will continue that after session if I haven't completed that work through in the next couple weeks. So that's going to be at that time my focus, um, exploring and clarifying the essential teaching of Joko Beck. Um, I encourage you all to do Sashin. If you can't do Sashin, I encourage you to listen to the Dharma talks. Come, be present to the, for the Dharma talks. And continue your practice. Thank you.